This is a HeadGum Original. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Still around to throw some shade, Kiki with the gaze. It's time to drag her, time to drag Oh my god, what the F? Um, you're listening to the one and only RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Podcast, available on the entire internet. No one else is talking about this TV show. I'm Mono Gapian. Do you even listen to the podcast, Tamar? I am so excited to be here with the one and only icon of season nine and All Stars 8. Holy shit, she is the theater queen. It's Alexis Michelle. Hi. Alexis, what are you doing here? Um, it's so funny. You really made me laugh because I guess that really was one of my most iconic moments with Yuha Hamasaki will never let me forget. Whenever it's I, funny. Whenever I see Yuha Hamasaki, she will say on repeat, um, do you watch the show? <laughs> I see green. I want you to feel mama. She just wants you to feel mama. Literally on the loop. That's what Yuha says to me. <laughs> you are very iconic on this podcast, I have to say. I mean, you're you're iconic in in the gay world of drag. But like you we so I don't I, I don't know if you know this, but during all of All Stars 8, we made every guest recite your iconic monologue from the first episode of Untucked. Like oh. that that moment that kind of went viral. Um, and I, I am sorry if that, is that good news or bad news for you? Indifferent. I don't, I don't, I don't mind. Um, I don't mind. Uh, I get it. Like no one knows how extra I am like me. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. I get it. Um, it's just so hard when a moment is taken completely out of context, but people think it's in context. And then I'm not really at liberty to say how out of context it is. Right, because that's the the TV show you signed up for, which is can get you good in the edit. I roll my eyes, but I really don't mind. Um, And I appreciate that, that people were entertained. Well, let's talk about that, right? Because, like, you have been on two seasons of this show, and, like, how do you, you know, without getting into details, because we're not going to get into details that are not allowed to be talked about, but, like, how do you feel about how Alexis Michelle has been portrayed on a TV show versus the person you are living inside of? Yeah, um, not always great. And it's, um, I'm not, uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not like pointing a finger at any one person. I think the nature of an unscripted program is there's Mm -hmm. going so much collected 
and only so much that can be used for yeah. us to see. So it's really just, um, it boils down to context and it boils down to what there's time to see. So, um, but that said, uh, not always great. And I think, I think what people don't realize or not everybody realizes is it is something that gets boiled down. There's a lot more that, that the, that the audience doesn't get to see. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think what people forget is, yes, you are learning. This is my real name. This is my, the, the name for the, the, the art of drag that I choose to portray. Um, I am doing a competition. I am doing a reality show. So like, yes, uh, I realize that this is all presented as like total real life. Right. So far from that. And so I just wish that people could grasp that. Um, so yeah, it, 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 it's not always easy because, um, I don't think it's a complete picture of anybody. Maybe, right. maybe some people get to show more parts of themselves than others. Right. But I don't think it's a complete picture of anybody. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the reality, right? Right. And so it really isn't the real person. It's a, it's a slice. It's a piece. It's an excerpt of a real person. Right. And like you are just a, a person who has emotions. And it's so funny that like, which is a beautiful, cool thing. But it's so funny that in the show, uh, through the lens of the show, sometimes that gets portrayed as like b- problematic or bad that you are maybe living in the experience that is like an exhausting, rigorous competition. Yeah. What, what you said. <laughs> what I said. Um, I have so many questions. So how has this year been? I know this has been a whirlwind of highs and lows I could imagine for you. But now that you've come out on the other side of All-Stars 8, you were, you were, you made every episode completely memorable. How are you feeling coming out on the other side of it? Yeah, I feel good about that. Um, it took me a long time after season nine to get good with that, to be like, well... I think I finally said, I was like, well, at least, at least I'm memorable. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, you know, I was like better to be controversial than to be forgotten. I'm sorry, go ahead. And that's certainly true of this time around too. Um, And I'll be very honest. There were a couple episodes, maybe one in particular, but there were a couple episodes where I was definitely at the center of the drama of the episode where mm-hmm. I was like, how exciting would this episode have been without this? Oh, the one episode you weren't in, I found to be a lot less entertaining. Like your sisters. Yeah, yeah, your sisters are all amazing. This The season was fantastic. But I immediately was like, why isn't Alexis here? I, I need her back. And then you were back the next week and I was so happy. I wasn't there because I would have won that episode. Oh, right. Wait, what, what episode was that? Um, the Makeover. And you know how to beat a mug. Um, I, I said multiple times on this podcast, your mug, holy shit. The mug on the promo, the mug on the entrance. Everyone's amazing in your cast, but I I gave you the mug award, just like unbeatable mug. So did so did RuPaul. Um, yeah, throughout the season, many times over. Unfortunately, we didn't see too much of that. 
what are you doing that what tell, tell i i do I, disgusting ugly drag but tell me what you're doing to your face that's what rupaul said like every time <laughs> what did you do what are you doing how do you do um literally that was like part of the compliment every time um so well look i'm i'm a lady of a certain age so like yeah there's a little botox going on and sure great you look great very very minimal filler in fact when i went and filmed our all stars eight there was no filler going on Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah it's mostly when it comes to like face work it's mostly botox Mm -hmm. um but then on top of that um skincare is important and uh really the one bit of skincare or the two-fold bit of skincare that there's no um what do you call it there's no uh substitute for mm-hmm. our rest and mm-hmm. water hydration mm-hmm. oh so those are like the two most important beauty secrets um and mm-hmm. then on top that i have a bunch of skincare that i use um because making the face nice does start with the skin but that said um when it comes to makeup and sort of how i achieve the look the mug um before drag race before season nine of drag race i used to really experiment i used to play with color and shapes and do wacky things in a way that i really haven't much since except on rare occasion um but when it comes to the sort of like femme glam face that i favor uh that i do nine times out of ten i don't know i just feel like whether it's a matter of chatting with the girlies in the dressing room and being like oh what are you using what's this product what's that and just being flexible to to morphing as you go and not getting stuck either mm-hmm. either in product or in shapes so mm-hmm. I, you know, there's just constant evolution like it's a it's a, a living breathing organism i do find that there are some some folks who sort of like find a stamp that works and they stick with it right totally um and hey if it's a really beautiful stamp good for you but um i get bored so i like when i feel like i uncover or find one little piece of the puzzle that's like different um you really know how to draw new faces onto your face. Like even just in like watching how you snatch game, you paint characters for snatch game. Like you really change your face. Um, yeah, it's really, you know, when it comes to that, especially putting on like a different person and trying to emulate their structure. Um, I, you know, usually will work from a photo and mm-hmm. just look and be like, okay, so like, this is what, happening right there on their face and this is what's on mine so how do i counteract the two and bring them closer together yeah i love it and in terms of the characters you did i mean you did you done amazing obviously you won as liza um you've done uh you did b um who are some other close contenders like in your snatch game repertoire because you're good at it bitch now now that i've done uh, a second snatch game, and I don't know how likely I am to go back into the into the world again. Now, now I'll spill the what the the backups were because for many Please. years I wouldn't tell anybody. Sure, because um, like B. Arthur, 
was on the list this time around. And so like people would ask me and I didn't, didn't want to tell them, but anyway, the other two that have been like on the back burner, uh, were speaking of back burner, Ina Garden, the barefoot Contessa. <laughs> um, and then the other is, um, I say Jennifer Saunders, but really it's her character, uh, Edwina right. on soon for Mad Fab. Amazing. Amazing. Wait, Barefoot Contessa is very funny. Just the way she lives her life is just like so funny to me. She was, I saw on Instagram yesterday. Uh, she has like a new series called Ask Ina. And um, somebody asked her, how do you uh, arrange a caprese salad without it looking messy? And... I happen to make a beautiful caprese myself. Um, and so I thought it was sort of a funny question. But one thing that she said as she was arranging this caprese was she was like, I really just like when you have round food to put it on a square. <laughs> I just think it looks better. It's like, <laughs> I love when she's flippantly giving. Oh, she's perfect. I just love when she's like living, she's like, she's living on a different plane of existence. So I love when she's like, it's very simple to throw a party. You just need to purchase 10 langostino lobsters, place them on your finest piece of earthenware. Like, it's like, you're like, no one lives like this, Ina. Right. And it's like, yeah, no big deal to host like, you know, uh, a summertime luncheon for Mariska Hargitay (laughs) because you happen to have a picturesque Hamptons palace. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just the guest list will make you laugh every time. Oh, she's my favorite name dropper. Yes, there I was with Shoenza Proud. What's that? What's that? Deri- that designer's no, name? No, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Now you're, it. now you're getting into uh, Drew Drogby's Chloe. It, it's becoming Chloe Sevigny, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I love Drew Drogi. Um, okay, there's so many things I need. We need to talk about. You've been labeled the horniest contestant on the uh, in Drag Race history. How, do you feel that moniker suits you? Oh yeah, I wear it with such pride. Yeah, um, and you know the the submission box for husbands is absolutely still open. Is it stuffed? Is is your box stuffed? <laughs> My turkey is stuffed. No, I um, yeah, I just uh, I on a playful note, I love sex, and I, I hear it's fun. I hear it's really fun time. Should try it sometime. Um, <laughs> but I think like on a more serious note, because like, why not be serious? I'm Alexis Michelle. Um, <laughs> I realized a few years ago, uh, like more recently in the past couple of years, I realized that I probably have like some kind of, uh, I don't know if it's like ADHD or something, mm-hmm. but I like to have... Um, my hands and my mouth busy. <laughs> so Work. Um, things like, you know, eating pasta and other yeah. things. Um, so you're not even a slut. You're just an overachiever with your mouth and hands. You don't know my life. <laughs> um, what if I want to be a slut? Um, no, I've always joked that I'm like looking for love in all the wrong places. 
Um, but I always, I also always feel like you never know where you're going to meet somebody. And ultimately, yes, I am looking for my person. I am looking for love, but um, you never know. And, you know, you have to kiss all the frogs. On your latest single, Man Pig, available on Spotify, you said you think of men every seven seconds. Have you ever heard that statistic? No, <laughs> like uh, I've heard like the belt buckle statistic. Do you remember that whole thing? It's like every time a man touches his belt, he's thinking of sex. Oh no, I, ha- I, I, I don't know that one. But I remember reading somewhere or hearing on some program that men think about sex every seven seconds. And I like have, oh, it's always like stayed in my head. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, probably accurate. Um, uh, but I, I looked I, it up uh-huh. again. Uh-huh. And there was some mention of that being even shorter. <laughs> That's insane. That's insane. I would like, I, there's a high frequency for me, but I would probably say, I'm going to say 83 seconds. Every 83 seconds. Okay. Shorter for you? Closer to seven? Much closer to seven. So you're telling me every seven seconds, you're just like, penis, one, two, three, four. Okay. But, uh uh-huh. If I'm out in the world amongst people, Uh uh-huh. Thinking about it constantly. I'm I'm Mm -hmm. very easily visually stimulated. So, like, I might see someone and either have an immediate, like, yes, I would, Mm -hmm. or uh, no, I wouldn't, but I'm still thinking about what it would be like. I'm, I outed myself doing, I, th- I play this insane game. Tell me if you've ever played it. I just talked about this on the pod where you're in a room and you ask yourself, if I had to, would <laughs> I sleep with everyone in this room or no one in this room? Oh, I love that. Um, I've never <laughs> played that game, but I know what my it. answer is. <laughs> yeah. I have to admit, I've done a lot of that answer too. And I'm just like, well, I want to sleep with these eight people. So the other two are absolutely welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and and when I'm in an airport, I play this game where I'm like, every 10 people you pass, you have to fuck one. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what it is about. Well, I, I, I have a theory about what it is. About okay. Airports. airports make me so randy. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think it's because you're in a place where, A, there's a lot of variety, but B, um mm-hmm. You know, unless you do something you're not supposed to, you can't really do that there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, because it's like off the table, then it's like I want it more. I'm that. I'm that kid. I get that. I fully get that. I. You just took me back to a memory of myself in like church. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I remember Very- myself in church, like as a weird little high school kid boning out of my mind and I couldn't stop because I knew how much I wasn't supposed to think of it. Yeah. (laughs) Forbidden fruit. Forbidden fruit. We're going to talk about our boners more, but first (laughs) silence, Alexis. I feel like taking a break. (laughs) 
This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earnin. Come on, y'all. We've all been there. We want to spend a little bit of extra dough on a big night out or a last minute gift for like your boo. Sometimes money just can be, uh, dare I say, complicated. Well, worry not because earning helps you get your money today as opposed to later. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know, wake up because earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work. You can get up to $100 per day or 750 bucks per pay period. Earning is used by over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability. So why don't you go ahead and download earning today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in drag her under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show. That's drag her under podcast. Get some extra dough. Have a little fun. And don't wait for your employer to give you your money, honey. Earnin is subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. <gasps> Bring back my break. We're here with international drag icon, Alexis Michelle. We have, I have so many questions for you still. You said you might, you're looking for a partner. It, what is a deal maker for you in a partner? What is like, a, I, this, is, this is a must. Good question. So my therapist told me that you can have five things, five deal breakers, and that any more than that is unreasonable. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest, I'm still fleshing out my list all these years later. Um, but I think the first one that I tend to lead with is, the, the word I like is consideration. Mm -hmm. Because, 
you know, you could say, oh, to be kind. And I'm like, yeah, kind is, is good. I like kind. But I think taking that a step further and something that is more all-encompassing is just someone who's able to be considerate um, mm. of other people um, mm-hmm. that's not so wrapped up in themselves that they, you know, that, yeah, obviously, like, we all have to put ourselves first. And so like, if you're making a decision or, or saying something like you're probably leading with self, but just the, just to have enough ability and empathy to consider what that might mean to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Uh, So consideration. I love that. At the top of the list. I love that. That's, that's fantastic. Okay. Okay. DMs are open. Box is open. Let's talk a little bit about toxic drag race culture. A little bit. Let's a little bit talk about this. Like I'm, I cover drag race on a podcast, so I'm part of the problem. What would you say to the <laughs> like T? Like, what would you say to the ultra drag fans who can't, t- who take this damn show too seriously? I would say, remember, it's a show. Remember, these are real people, and the slice or the excerpt that you're getting is not the full real person. Mm -hmm. So remember that. And being an expert on drag race, being a deep fan of drag race does not make you automatically make you an expert on the art of drag. Mm -hmm. Conversations happen between you and your sisters online, right? You and other drag race contestants, conversations happen. What do you say to people taking these interactions too seriously? The public ones or the private, the public ones? I guess the public ones, you know, there's always people who being like, oh, the drama over this drag race ranking or this moment that was two seconds of a video. Like, what do you, how do you tell people to calm down or what opinions do you have on that? There um, is, you know, it's really not my business or my place to tell people how they should feel. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say one thing because I know what you're talking about. Sure. That's what there is an angle that somehow see there's like has been taken, which is founded in nothing. Mm-hmm. So I'm 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 saying that mm-hmm. it's not my truth. It is well, not my truth, and I don't even know where it comes from. Well, let's let's talk about drag some more because your drag on All Stars Eight was holy shit, mega balls, beautiful, crazy, 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 beautiful, like. You actually slaughtered every single runway in a way that was shocking and rude, frankly. Like, how did you prepare this package of looks? Yeah, I mean, my big goal, because I knew going back into the pool that it was like, you're there's so much out of your control, so there's a lot that you shouldn't try to control. Mm-hmm. Um, or going in with a certain goal or intention about how you're going to come across is not the most productive, but what I knew I could control was how I looked. Mm-hmm. That was, that was unfinished business that I wanted to go back for. That was really a big part of me wanting to go back. And so I was like, look, we got to pull out all the stops. Um, mm-hmm. Not even going to think about what this is going to cost. I'm just going to do what the what the brief calls for, what the assignment calls for, and wow, um, 
So, you know, when it came to conceiving of the looks, some, I'm a very referential queen. So like when it came time for Night of a Thousand Grace Jones, I picked a really detailed look because I was like, I'm, I have an eye for detail. And if I find mm-hmm. the right designer to help me pull this off, we're going to get the details right. So that was like super referential and detail oriented. And then. That look was insane. I mean, it's ever, obviously it's obvious, but that headpiece with like the way you smoothed, did you wear like a skull cap or did you just like tuck what you no, had? I, I shaved my, my sides really short. Um, wow. And, uh, and blended some color out into my hair. Oh, that was so hair. cool. Um, but yeah, like, so that was a really like detailed referential moment. And then, um, the jockstrap gown, I knew immediately that I wanted to do, you know, Miss Yeah. And. <laughs> it, the, and it was controversial. The, uh, it wasn't? I, I, I know there were a lot of people online who were like, this is perfect. This is what we need in the queer community. And I think there were some people who were like the fisting glove. Why the fisting glove? And I'll, <laughs> I heard honestly of, of all the, of all the BS and nonsense noise that I heard online. I didn't hear anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. I'm glad you didn't hear anything. Oh, sort of sex forward and sex positive. Um, I, that was like a moment that I feel like was free from, you know, from that noise. Um, Good. But yeah, the, the idea to do this, this look, like it was my idea, but the whole conceit of a gown that looks like a jock strap and with the hanky train, that was mm-hmm. all my designer, Florence Delee, and my friend, Florence. Mm. Um, Amazing. I, I think the fisting glove was my idea. Amazing. I love it. Go listen to Man Pig wherever you stream music. You've been releasing a lot of music lately. Yeah, so um, Man Pig is just, uh, you know, a bit of fun, but um, I had a great time working with um, 808 Annie and Mason Rose, and we created some really, some tracks that both are like deep with feeling and also stem from like reclaiming language. Like I have a song... Uh, I'm too much. And I really like, I've always hated the words when somebody mm-hmm. puts them on you, you're, you're too much. I really mm-hmm. think that's so, so kind of ugly and dangerous. Even when mm. people try to say it in a complimentary way, I think it's a real way of cutting people down. Mm-hmm. And I, always, to me, the tonic to, to that is no, actually you're not enough. Um, so yeah, like some of the music that we wrote was about reclaiming. Some of it was about just standing in, Ooh, yeah, in a that you are. And then, like heaven on the dance floor is really about a feeling that that comes up from out of the ground and blooms as you you find your safe queer space, your community, a place to dance to celebrate. Um, Please release a single called "You're Not Enough." I think that's a really great single title. <laughs> That'll be the follow-up to yeah, much. Um, and then I also got to put out two musical theater originals with Brandon James Gwynn, my friend and, and music director and collaborator. Um, 
it stemmed from wanting to write an original musical theater tune for the talent show for the mm-hmm. variety on all stars. Mm-hmm. And after Brandon wrote that, he was like, you know, this is good. He was like, this sounds like it's from an old musical, but it's original. It's set for you. I designed it for you. And so he had this idea to keep writing some of these songs that sound like they could have been out of an old musical, but that are originals that he's written on me. And so in addition to, uh, if you want my apples, um, Brandon wrote an awesome and really funny and touching song called Lulu Shoes. And it's really all about the transformative power of drag and, and also story of somebody finding themselves through mm. dressing up. What is your favorite old Hollywood musical? Well, you just said two things that are, uh, that need to be clarified. Okay. Um, I, well, I mean, you, what you said is perfectly. No, no. Yeah, no. I, I love the, the expertise I'm about to receive. But you said old Hollywood musical. So that means a musical that was on screen versus like a golden age musical. Right. Uh, so let's see. Uh, favorite movie musical. Mm-hmm. Like mine is Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Really? Yeah. I just think it's so insane. It's just like so it's big. It's so it's, big. It's so big. That poor woman is trying to turn these slobs into men. It, 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 it the the log dancing. It's just really a gigantic production. I don't know. Like the the work that went into it uh, truly is jaw dropping. Okay, this one isn't like my actual top top favorite. Mm-hmm. But um, if you want to talk massive production, like really epic level mm-hmm. production, Hello Dolly has to be one of the the biggest musical productions ever produced for for a film. Like mm-hmm. just the street scenes and the Harmonia Gardens, like it's massive. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's been so many years since I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check that out. Check that one out. That's if you want like lavish and full production. I mean, the before the parade passes by sequence is crazy. Amazing. Before we, I don't want to miss this because this is, this kind of dovetails into which perfect is like about to be touring. Um, Yeah. So Um, we should tell people where they can come see you in which perfect. So, um, Last year, I had the pleasure of touring with Tina Burner and Scarlet Envy and Blake Allen, Tina's co-creator on this show, which perfect. Mm-hmm. And it was just the time of our lives. And so we're taking it out again. We're doing some some stops here in the States and then going to Canada and then going across the pond. And um, our European dates are still being filled out and flushed. Okay. Stay tuned for more. But yes. Um, Tina Burner, Scarlet Envy, Blake Allen, and I are going back on the road with which amazing starting September 28th here in Connecticut. Fun, fun. Okay, well, we'll we'll put that plug in the podcast description. So click below if you're listening. And um, yeah, uh, another thing you must come see even before we start touring Which Perfect is I'm bringing my cabaret show to Gay Days in uh, Disneyland in Anaheim on September September 22nd, my my one woman show. Oh my God, that's so fun. Yeah. I want to come. Wait, that sounds fucking fun. That's amazing. When do you sleep, bitch? When I'm dead. 
<laughs> I have to say, one other thing I want to say is I loved, so I love Dragnificent. I thought that show was very funny and very fun. I loved your chemistry with everyone. I also want to say, like, I loved how how that show like gave you some space to like talk about body image. Um, how how does it feel being a a queer personality who is talking about some of the toxic body image stuff in our community? It's challenging uh, on a personal level because. I think there's an assumption that if you're in the public eye and you don't necessarily fit into a super conventional shape or body type, mm-hmm. then you are, I think that there's a bit of expectation that you should A, be very comfortable in your own skin and B, be a role model or a spokesperson for that kind of body positivity. Right. The, the the truth is I wish that I could own that in a more organic way. Um, it's taken me a long time to get to the love and acceptance that I have for my body as it is in whatever shape or size it's in. Um, but that's a, that's a, a process and a journey that evolves every day. So it's still very much in process. So I would say that's kind of the hardest part to me about uh, being in the public eye and having body image be rather central to to the dialogue. I 100% feel you. I 100% feel you. Uh, you know, I, it's like I understand it. It's so weird to cerebrally understand it. Like to be like, I understand I'm enough. I'm beautiful. And then, of course, that little demon pops up and wants to take you back to square one. And it's going to be a really strange disconnect between how you, un- you cerebrally understand you're enough, and yeah. yet that voice can win on a bad day. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we can, um, yeah, we can really challenge the queer community to be kinder. Like, that, that sounds so corny, but I really mean, like, how can you even be, like, maybe, like, a more aware of how you talk about bodies? Like, I feel like a lot it, of queer uh, men... Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. You keep saying what you're saying because you are, you're, like, on the nose with what I'm... Yeah, like, we're not really... We're not careful enough. Like, I think we could just be more mindful of, like, oh, I'm only talking about this person's worth through their physical attributes. Or I'm very openly saying this one attribute is what we value and not considering that there could be 18 other people here who are, are being, are receiving the message. Oh, then I'm bad. Cause I don't have, you know, X body attribute. Yeah. Yeah. I think what it boils down to is the word that I said in the person I'm seeking as well on a personal level, mm-hmm. uh, consideration. So perhaps we could be more considerate when we talk about people's bodies. Yeah, work, work. Okay, we're going to come back for our final segment, the titular segment, but first, (sighs) silence, Alexis. I feel like taking a break. (laughs) 
Hi, listeners. Here to tell you about a very important organization called Al Otro Lado, which helps to reunify families which have been ripped apart due to our country's cruel border policies. As you know, since 2018, many people have been suffering through these policies, which have taken children away from their parents. And Al Otro Lado is working to reunify families. They've already reunified over 100 refugee families and they create legal and humanitarian support to refugees, deportees, and other migrants in the United States and Tijuana. We want you to get involved today. Help me support Al Otro Lado and donate today. You can find the link to donate to Al Otro Lado in the description of this episode below or go to gum.fm slash charity and donate today. You can also consider volunteering with the organization, which offers opportunities that are both in-person and virtual. The best way to get involved is by filling out an application on their website at alotrolado.org slash volunteer. That's A-L-O-T-R-O-L-A-D-O dot org slash volunteer. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Are you seeing some triggering ads on social media? Stuff about summer bodies, stuff about the diet cleanse, stuff about trimming down. Fuck that noise. That stuff is triggering for me, and I assume it's triggering for someone else listening. That's why I use BetterHelp. BetterHelp allows me to get in touch with a licensed professional therapist who can help me recharge, who can help me de- decrap my brain because those negative images and slogans can really creep in and give me negative body talk. You know what I mean? Any form of negative self-talk that is traumatic for me. And um, thankfully, I'm using these tools and being honest about them and articulating them in a way that takes the power away from them. If you're thinking about therapy, you should give BetterHelp a try because it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can even switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. That's how I found my personal therapist. I found my sweet spot with BetterHelp. So go, visit betterhelp.com slash drag her today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash drag her. Go, find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Back my break. We're here with Alexis Michelle, and it's time for Fuck My Drag, a segment where we ask you, what is something absolutely not drag related that you're obsessed with, you're titillated with, you're into, you love, you like, or you stomach? Uh, well, speaking of stomach, something that I love and like is uh food and being in the kitchen like i am equally excited going out to a really wonderful restaurant that i haven't mm-hmm. before um and also super excited by preparing a meal for people i love uh at home or even for like a larger scale for cooking for people for a party because I, I love to entertain and that goes beyond entertaining on stage and screen like i uh, I see the the correlations between performance and the kind of preparation that goes into performing uh, with with food and and preparation of food mm-hmm. and presentation of it. It's it's mm-hmm. really performative, actually. That is fascinating. I love that. So you not only like to cook, but you like 
to put on like not an event, but like to be a person who's entertaining a small group of friends. Yeah. Whether you're making a romantic dinner for one person or, or an intimate dinner for one friend mm-hmm. uh, or whether it's a dinner party of six or whether it's a Thanksgiving of 12 or whether it's a party of a hundred, mm-hmm. um, there is a kind of like conceiving preparation, which might be akin to like a rehearsal of a, of a performative art. Yeah. And then, um, you know, it's like the, the tech rehearsal and the dress rehearsal. It's while you're preparing and finishing it up and then plating and presentation that's curtain up. Um, wow. I love that. I love that. Cause I am like so bad at that. Like, but I've been lucky enough to be the recipient of that sort of grace and kindness. Um, but I love, I always respect when someone's like actually loves the process. So you are not the cook in your couple? I'm not the cook in my couple. No, I am the, um, but I'm, I'm the, uh, I'm the supplement in every other way. Like it's like, okay, I'm going to clean every single one of these dishes. I'm going to put them away. I'm going to clean the kitchen after. Worth it, right? For for a good meal. Yeah, it is worth it, especially like before. Sometimes afterwards, you're like, God damn it. Um, but certainly before, where you're just like, it's so weird. It's so, it's it makes me feel like a, a game day dad, just like sitting in the living room waiting for food. <laughs> it's really bizarre. <laughs> no, but I'm very lucky in that way. Um, it's it's yeah, I'm very lucky in that way. It's very nice. Wow, Alexis, I've learned so much about you. You know, before we go, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask this question. You sort of touched on it earlier. Will you ever go back to the world of the drag race? Never say never. Mm-hmm. But probably not. Okay, fair enough. I mean, we got to see so much of your genius, your drag, your beauty. We got to see quite a bit of what you offer the universe of this world, especially in this past season. My God, it was so fun. And what, what's next for Alexis? More entertainment, whether, whether it's plating up something delicious Ooh. Um, or, or stepping into the shoes of a new character or stepping into my own shoes and, and being on the cabaret stage. I think there's, there's more entertainment. Click clack. You hear that, bitches? Um, well, we're going to put all your links below. Go go watch Witch Perfect. Uh, follow Alexis, of course. Listen to the music. It sounds like you're doing 18 different things this year alone. So go follow Alexis where she's at online. Are you on Instagram as, and the others as well? Yes. All, all uh, of them. On Insta and TikTok at Alexis Michelle Official. I think I'm still... Alexis lives on uh, Twitter or X, whatever the hell that is. Oh God! And um, and I'm on Facebook too. Work, work. Um, amazing. We'll put the link tree in the links below. So click, clack. And um, if you like Drag Her Podcast, follow us at Drag Her Podcast on Instagram. And if you like this podcast, please consider leaving us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. It keeps the lights on. We will read um, on the air. Um, so let us know what you want us to do. As you know, we're coming to this time of the year where our new seasons of Drag Race are... There's so many, we don't know which to cover. So please comment below and let us know what Drag Race you want us to cover next. Uh, anything else, Alexis? 
Live long and prosper. <laughs> you heard you heard the track queen. Till next time, my dears. Let the music play. That was a Hidgum original. 